Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Johnny to fire up the crowds. She's over there talking about whiskey. That's right. Yeah, I'm a little worried. Johnny is the one drink in, so oh, I don't know what we're what? gonna get. Well, I haven't finished. I just got started. Oh, okay. Do yeah. we need to bring it up here? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, obviously a big game coming up. Number two, Michigan coming to town to Lincoln, Nebraska. These Huskers are now two and two. Tommy, I just want to start with you on expectations heading into the week. What are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling that, um, that they're, they're going to prepare well. You know, they're playing at home, so I know there's going to be an extra motivation there. And when you have the number two team coming to town, if you can't get and, play, and try to play a good game against the number two team in the country, then don't go out and play at all. I'm thinking that they're thinking, can you imagine? This is an opportunity. We can go from the farthest behind to get the farthest ahead the quickest. We got to win this one. This is the greatest opportunity that most of these guys had so far in their careers to be able to play the number two team at home in front of our crowd. <laughs> it's a big game. Absolutely. Well, Michigan right now favored 17 points. This is also Michigan's first road game, Harbaugh's second game off his suspension. Mm-hmm. So. They haven't really gotten that test quite on the road yet. Yeah, but I think uh, with, with, with the Harbaugh and Michigan, they're, they're prepared for this. They, you know, they didn't lose too many guys from last year's team, so he's going to have them ready to come in and play. The, the, the key is, is can Nebraska master energy or even have more energy than Michigan does. Well, like being number two, you can see clearly that this is the best team that we've played so far. And they, they have a good offense. They've got a good defense. Uh, they haven't really played, had anybody really complete that tough with uh, so far. Uh, but they're a good, well-groomed team, and they come in here expecting to win. So we did a little research. The last time a number two team came to Memorial Stadium was October 27, 2001. Oklahoma was number two. Nebraska was number three. Huskers won 20 to 10. So there's a chance. Was that the Eric Couch game? Yep. The, 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 was that the, the throwback quarterback pass, what do you want to call it? I believe so. Okay, okay. That, that, hey, that, that gives you hope then. That, that's Eric's famous that, that, That's his famous <laughs> play, huh? <laughs> so history on the side, but of course everyone remembers the 2021 loss. I think that has to be in the minds of the players. Does that serve as extra motivation? No, I don't because it's, it's, it's a different different year, different team, different coaching staff, different mentality. You know, you know, some players that are part of, part of that team probably wouldn't play much anyway. You know, I just think this team, this team's mindset is different from what happened a couple of years ago, and I think they're going to go out and, 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 and perform well. Well, it shows us what not to do. You know, and that's what we got, not just what we're supposed to do, but what not to do. We're not going to let a big one get away. This is an opportunity for us. To, you know, we took a step back. Now we can get a running start right here, and we can just knock this one off at home. And at home, I think we have an edge. I mean, absolutely. Yeah, we played we, we play good, de- great defense. We've made, made mistakes on offense. When you take away those, those, those fumbles, we played good football. We played by better football than they've been playing so far. And, and the key is you've you got to protect your backyard. You know, my dad always told me, never let anybody come in your backyard and beat you in your own yard. So this would be a great opportunity for Nebraska to defend their, defend their, home, their home field. And if it's not a win, how close does this game need to be for Husker fans to be satisfied? Well, I don't, I don't know. If, if, I'm not going to say how close it needs to be, but if they go out and perform well and lose maybe by 10 points, I think Nebraska fans will see something good because this is the, this is the number two team in the country, and they're 17-point underdogs. And I guarantee before the game starts, they might go to 20. You know, but if they just go out and perform well and, and, and keep it close late, then I think Nebraska fans will be happy with that. I, I think if we legitimately get beat, get beat, uh, then it'll be fine because we, we'll, we'll be a battle and we got beaten. But if we beat ourselves, I don't think that's, that's what I really can't accept. But, you know, doing the things that we, if we did them correctly, we mm-hmm. could have won, but we beat ourselves and had an opportunity to take it over the top and, and we crumbled. <laughs> that, that's hard to take. Right. Know, but it was a hard fought competition and they actually beat us because the best team did win. Then the best team won. 
I mean, you look back to last year, this game's going to be drastically different. So it was pretty much a blizzard at Michigan and mm -hmm. complete blowout 31-3. Now you come to Memorial Stadium, it's going to be, what, 90 degrees? How many of you guys will be out there? Good luck, everyone. Bring some, bring some towels. But uh, it, it's going to be a drastically different environment. How does that change from – does that – I guess, does it change any preparation if you're playing in that hot of a game? What, what do you look at for that? I don't think it changed anything in preparation because you still got to go out there and execute what, you, what, you're good to, what you're good at. And I think Michigan's going to go out and, and execute what they're good at, and Nebraska needs to do the same thing. Once again, I think the key is going to be turnovers, and turnovers are always the key in every game to where the team that turns the ball over the most in this game is probably going to lose the football game. But I think if Nebraska defense can go out there and make Michigan one-dimensional, and when I mean one dimension, slow down the run game and force them to throw the ball because they're not a very good passing right. team. But they can slow down the run game. They're not going to stop the running game, but if they can slow it down and force them to have to throw the ball, I think Nebraska will have a real good chance of winning this football game. Well, they're going to have a tough time against our defense. I, I hope that, that stands into play. <laughs> uh, I, I just don't know what to say. I don't think it makes any difference. I think. Having the weather being good means we can do all the things that we mm -hmm. wanted to do, and we have no restriction that, 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 that it's just that much better yep. because of conditions. So we have a lot of different plays we might not be able to do because of weather, but now we, we can do it all. And we can show them things that we haven't shown before. So you both bring up defense. Nebraska is the number one ranked defense against the rush, of mm -hmm. course, averaging just about 46 yards for those opponents. Michigan also a great rushing defense. I think they're about 13, they're 12th, I believe, uh, in the national ranks. Right. So both really good rush defenses. But when I'm reading these articles with national writers, they're saying Nebraska does have things in their favor because a couple things add up there with the rush game, the defense, everything like that. Well, yeah, because Michigan is Michigan's not a very good passing team. So, you know, Harbaugh's big deal is that we want to we be a physical run, run team. And, and they haven't really looked well, good this year when it, when it comes to their team. They haven't put everything together. And of course, the opponents that they play with haven't been the greatest either. You know, so I just think that Nebraska has been more battle-tested with, with the four opponents that they play than Michigan has. And, and I think still a key advantage, this game is at home. So Nebraska, can, they feel more comfortable in their own confines. Well, if we, like I said, we got a pretty good team. We can put it together and our special teams get together and then we show we can kick a field goal. <laughs> you know, we got to kick some field goals because we get in, in position, we got to be able to knock it on down. Mm -hmm. That we comparatively really have a better team. They haven't did anything that we've done. We just have more turnovers, more mistakes. If we don't beat ourselves, we can beat Michigan. Yeah, and it's not like Michigan's offense has necessarily stood out drastically throughout the season. The most points they've scored this year, 35 against UNLV. Last week, they beat Rutgers 31-7, to so it's not like they're right. enormous blowouts offensively. No, because they're just not the same talent on offense that they have the last three or four years. You know, there's a reason why they beat Ohio State the last couple of years because of the talent that they had. I just think this year's team is a little bit different from what, they, what, they've, what they've had in the past, and simply because of what they've gone through with, with Harbaugh being suspended for three, three games and everything that happened in the offseason and, and, and them trying to get their flow, losing the offensive coordinators and stuff like that. So at least losing the defensive coordinator, going back to Baltimore for the Ravens to the NFL. I just think there's a lot of things that happens to where I think this is the right time for, for Michigan to be coming in for Nebraska to beat them. Well, I, I think they understand the key to be consistent, to, be, to average about five yards a, a carry. Uh, I mean, that, that's huge. That means you're going to get first downs quite often. It, and I think that's what they've been – but they're going against the defense and might be able to, you know, to knock that down a bit. But they've been very consistent on offense, and that's the whole key. You do five down, five yards, five yards, and, you know, five yards, four yards, and three, you got a first down. Right. You don't have to do anything really spectacular. You just have to have ball control, and they've been good at ball controls and, and keeping the, the mistakes down. And we have, too. You know, we've been pretty good, but we just haven't kept our, our mistakes down. But we've got a great defense, and we control the ball. We've got some big plays. We've rushed a lot of yards. I think it's very comparable. It's not wouldn't really be an upset. I just think it's supposed to happen if they think it's supposed to happen. And I, and I, and I don't think Michigan has better talent than Nebraska. I just think that the, oh, with, with, the, with the staff that they've had, you know, with Harbaugh being there, that gives them the edge. But I, I truly believe that if you compare the talent versus, talent versus talent, I think they both match it out in the team, and it goes back to – the one who makes the most mistakes and the one who's going to lose this game. Let's talk quarterback situation. So Jeff Sims, Heinrich Harburg, both practiced all week long. Rule says he doesn't think Sims is 100% healthy. Again, 
but no restrictions on Heinrich Harburg. <laughs> However, Rule did allude to possibly using both of these quarterbacks in this game, so we could see a mix of both. But mm-hmm. still, again, do you put Sims in that position if he's not 100% healthy? No. You know, you know, when you have a high ankle sprain, those things linger, 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 and you've got to give it an opportunity to heal. And, and, and if he, what happens if you put him in a game, he goes out there and, and he re-injures it. Now he's out for another three or four weeks. So if you don't need him this game, don't play him. You know, Hiram has done a great job of going out there and, and proving that he can lead this offense down the field. I think Chubb Purdy can go out there and help this team too. But if you don't have to play Jeff, don't play him. No, you, you don't do it because you want to. You put him in if you have to. Because <laughs> if we put him in because we want to and be putting in somebody that's not really healthy, that's a downer for the team, for the fans, for everybody, because it really doesn't make sense. But if we have to bring him in for, for whatever reason might be, that he's capable of playing and he, he's right there. But I think we just get past the foolishness. We're not going to start him, period, until he's 100%. I want to talk about Heinrich Harburg specifically. What have both of you seen from him just the past two starts? Well, from what I've seen from him is a guy who's gone out there and, and, and doing the things that they're asking him to do. He's not trying to do too much. He's playing within the system. He's protecting the football, and he's making the right decisions. And, and, and those are the things that Nebraska needs right now is a guy back there to make the right decisions and, and keep the offense going. Well, I think he has the right attitude. He's, he, he's making bigger plays than he thought he could make. He's, he he, he got to get in a little bit better condition <laughs> to keep up with how much yardage he's picking up by himself. Well, I, don't think, I don't think he <laughs> thought he was going to be running this much. <laughs> That's right. not, not at all as a quarterback. Sure, yeah. And the long runs and stuff, he's over there panting like he's right. about to die. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what he's a big dude. Happened? He's a big dude, and he's fast, and you know he's serious about the speed. So, so after you've done a big run, it takes you a while to get yourself back together. he got to get back in. I think he's just um, a little bit, needs to be a little bit more condition conscious. He needs to get on the bike out the practice a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my question there, would you bring a Jeff Sims in that conversation if you want to have that dual ability? Let's say Heinrich gets tired, whatever's going on, something doesn't go right, do you throw Jeff in? I don't, and if he's not healthy, because just one play can, can, can ruin it for the rest of the season. If he's not healthy, 100% healthy, don't put him out there. I know I know that people get, get to the point where I, I think I can play, I feel like I can play, but if you're not 100% healthy, you shouldn't be out there. Yeah. Well, you have to just get in the mindset that we would do it if we have to, but we don't want to. So we, we're not going to just do it because we want to, but with the circumstance coming, we got two quarterbacks down, and we have to, then, then we'll bring him in. But otherwise, let everybody know that we're going to go with what we got, what's working, and it's not time to bring him in yet. We saved him for the big game. We ain't got to the big game yet. One positive note from the press conferences, Luke Reimer will play this game on Saturday, so obviously huge for the tackling standpoint just because he's easily the best tackler on mm-hmm. that defense. How have you seen them evolve? Kind of took a step back last week with the tackling standpoint, but how can they really get this true test against Michigan? Well, I just think last week they faced guys that were very athletic, you know, small, fast, quick, agile guys, to where when you face guys like that, you're not going to make every tackle. You know, you see that a lot of times that they're not, they're hitting guys but not wrapping it up. And then and, and on the touchdown run that Louisiana Tech had in the first half to tie the game up, you can clearly see they had him. They just went, ran into him and, and then tackled him. You know, so I think that Michigan, these guys are going to come right at you. He said, you're going to know where they're going to go. And so you just got to go meet them in the hole and make the play. Well, they, they were trying to be aggressive, you know, and sometimes you miss. Now we have to be, we, we have to just get focused. You know, we got to make sure we make the tackle. We can't hit and miss. Here, thing is, we've we could take more chances on a smaller team, but now we got to make sure we're doing what works for us and what we know deep down inside that we can do as a team because it's too much at stake here. Mm-hmm. You, one one really missed tackle could be a big big run. Right. Yeah. Can't, we can't have no missed tackle. And that show and that show last week on Hyman's touchdown run to where one guy missed a play and he's off for a seventy some yard touchdown yep. run. And it brings our average up too. It brings, brings our average up. <laughs> brings it way up. Way up. <laughs> Obviously, Michigan has a lot of weapons. There's a reason they're ranked number two in the country, whether you believe Nebraska should win or not. Of course, with Blake Corm, the running back, and then J.J. McCarthy, both can run the ball very well. Mm-hmm. Do you think this will – I mean, I think it will be the obvious best test for the defense, but do you think this will be a measuring stick for how good they really are? You know, I don't – you know, when it comes to, to Michigan, the run game, yes. I'm not solo on the quarterback. You know, I've watched him play, and he's, he's – prone to make some mistakes. He's prone to turn the ball over. And I just think, just think that if we can get them in situations the way he has to throw the ball, then I think he's going to make some mistakes to give Nebraska a chance to, to get turnovers and, 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 play, and get us better field position than them driving the ball down 
to the midfield and have to punt it. So I just think that you, if you slow that run game down and force him to beat you, I don't think he can. Well, I don't think they've been tested yet. They haven't had anything. They haven't had a panic. Once that, once they get tested, and we get a couple hits, they're gonna get that booty get tight. Oh no! <laughs> well, here we go again. Number one, here we go. That booty get tight. That booty number that's two. A whole, that's two. a whole other game then when you start things that we thought we could do, we can't do. We're gonna get a tally. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna get on the boards. Where every time you say booty, we're just gonna tally up and see how many times you said it in the show. I think oh, we should I start a drinking a lot, game. Huh? <laughs> we need to start a drinking game. Just start a drinking game. Every time yeah. he says booty, everybody take a drink. Yeah, and we want we take a lot of drinks, but we want that booty real tight. If you're playing. Michigan, it might have to be. Yeah, that's right. They booty, not our booty. <laughs> oh, boy, guys. All right. I want to also touch on the offensive side, Anthony Grant. Having to be that running back number one, mm-hmm. we've already talked about him, and we think that he is maybe the best athlete in that running back room regardless. Mm-hmm. What kind of steps do you need to see him take this week? Well, I just continue doing what he's doing. You know, a lot of things is predicated on how well the offensive line is blocking exactly too. Exactly right. You know, so the running back can't go if the offensive line is not blocking. So I don't want to focus on Anthony Gray. I want to focus on how well can the offensive line do. They don't have to get make big holes. Just make sure they don't have anybody to run through. Give them opportunity to find a gap and run through it. You know, so I think this whole it's going to be a battle of what the offensive line can do this this week. Well, it's always what's up front that counts. You know, that, that's what that's where it really starts. Anthony can't do nothing if those guys up front aren't really getting him started, and that's what they're going to try. They're going to be pushing us back, and we mm-hmm. got to push through and at least get him started. Because once you can get started, break that interior line, then you have an opportunity to do multiple things. But they have to do their jobs right. and believe that they can. And and it's just this time that they that. They're going to go it's the number two team, but the number two team hasn't been tested. And so if you start hitting guys and you see that you can do this and you can do this, and mm-hmm. then they see that they, what's happening to them, then we're going to get more motivated to see that we can actually do. So both of you guys had pretty good offensive lines. I need to know how many meals you were buying them because you got Cars. a lot of rush. A lot of cars? Oh, boy. <laughs> NCAA, turn your ears off right now. <laughs> you bought them cars? Well, offensive line? We give yeah. them what well, we promise them. No, I ain't promise anything. I just didn't think that I want. We'll give you a ride no, in my I, car. I, I couldn't afford the isotoners that they were giving out back in those days right there. But we did. But they did eat well at the training table, though. So yeah. that, We always did well. Ain't well. <laughs> there were wars on at the training table. But seriously... How good were those offensive lines for you, and what makes up a great offensive line? Well, one, coaching. And two, you have a bunch of guys who work well together. You know, those, a lot of those times those guys, I go back to when I played, to where a lot of those guys have played two, three years together. You know, so it, it, it's, it's forming a camaraderie from a brotherhood to where this offensive line, they got some, you know, they've been balancing, balancing things around. You haven't had the same starting lineman. For, for two years, you know, so I think once they start getting getting to know each other, because I can tell you right now, if one guy stepped one way, the other guy knew where he's going to step, how to do it. It was all in sync. And hopefully you start seeing that this week because they're going to need it. Well, they're, they're big guys, you know. And they, they are they, big guys. They're big guys. They've got to work together, and they have to thought out that they have to be in world-class condition. If you get whoever gets tired first loses. That's what it is. They can't afford to get tired. Hopefully they're doing their training and they're working with each other and playing for that guy next to you because the guys have to help the guy next to you all the time. And, and you can't – you've got to be in, in condition. And you have, to, you have to get yourself in condition. The coach can only do so much for you. You've got to do some after work after practice. And the, those guys that mm-hmm. come out and work after practice are the guys that should be starting and should be winning and should be going to the NFL. How much does that offensive line dictate a team's success? Because obviously they don't get the glory, they don't get the love as much, but how much do you attribute that to? Everything. If the, if the offensive line is not playing very well, then the offense is not going to play well at all. I don't care who's back there running the ball, I don't care who's quarterback, I don't care who's catching the ball. If everything breaks down with the five guys up front, then it's going to be a long day for the offense. If they're playing well, then they can, the offense can pretty much do anything they want to do. So everything starts up front. And so well, you, you would know early in the game if these guys are ready to play. Well, like I said, it's what's up front that counts, you know. And they, they see, I think, offensive linemen are getting more, more money than running backs these days. They <laughs> are. That, that's for a reason. You know, because it is, that's what gets you started. And if you can't get started, then, that's, then you, can't, you can't make the big run if you can't get started. So those guys really got a lot of responsibility. They should be in better condition. They, they have aspirations, and they have things that they got to prove to themselves and to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that our guys at that time, this is the biggest test that they had, the most important one. This will dictate how we carry out the rest of the season. 
Yeah, one of the first things Matt Rule said in his introductory press conference was, I want to bring the offensive line back to Nebraska. I want to play that old Nebraska way. Have you seen improvement between the past couple of years, would you I, say? I have. You know, they're, they're averaging more yards of care this year. Um, you know, I think I've seen multiple guys go over 100 yards in one game. We didn't see that last year. The offensive line is, is not giving up as many run-throughs as they did in the, in the previous years. So there, there's been improvement. Now, has there been enough improvement? No, they can get better, and they will get better. But, it's going to, but as long as they're continuing to improve week in and week out, and as long as, this, as, long as this, the, the, the starting five stays together, because any time a guy goes down, he bring a new guy. Now it's kind of ruining the flow of the offense. And of course, the next guy's supposed to step in and get the job done. But as long as these guys can stay together for and keep playing every game, they're only going to get better because they're going to get to know each other. They're going to learn each other. When we're running back to get over 100 yards, lines do good. They've done that. That's the measuring stick. How well, how, how many yards that the running backs are getting, and uh, our running backs are doing pretty good, and because they're doing pretty good. So it's it's you can always see how well that they're doing by how many yards that they're getting, and they're getting started, and right. and, and, and they're and they're not tired at the end of the game because ain't nothing that really happened until fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and so you got to be ready to show up when fourth quarter comes. Yeah, one part we haven't touched on really the wide receiver room, of course, that's been a little bit depleted with injuries, and then. Uh, just not getting those guys ready as fast. Of course, they're freshmen. They haven't had as many snaps, the ones that have to come in, like mm-hmm, Jalen mm-hmm. Lloyd, Malachi Coleman. But when you look at that wide receiver room, do you feel like a missing piece? Are those big plays? Is that part of something that Nebraska's missing? I think that what, I, what I'm seeing is that you don't have guys that can beat their mans one-on-one. You know, I think that's the key. They need to find someone who can go out and beat someone one-on-one to, to where, hey, we need, we need a 20-yard pass down the field. We, and they play man-to-man, we know he's going to make a play. Right now, I don't see that in this team. I see a lot of zone catches where guys making plays that way. We don't have a big play wide receiver. And Nebraska going to need that if they want to continue to improve offensively. Well, if our offensive line can hold, then we should be able to, to, to make passes because I'm under, you know, being a wide receiver, I don't think anybody can cover anybody one-on-one. You know, you could just, you're just like a musician. I'm going to make you think I'm going this way. Glad don't, don't worry. You can't cover one-on-one. So it's, it's a matter of the line. So the line can keep up. And sometimes we, that's why we're choosing to run more with quarterbacks so they don't have as much responsibility on pass protection because pass protection is a little bit tougher than just pushing them out of the way. Do you think Nebraska can beat Michigan only using the run game? Let's say those big plays are out of it, the wide receivers is just not working? No, I think, I think if they, if they, they do a lot of play action off the run game because they've shown that they can run the play. I think if they get the tight end involved in the game, I think they'll open up a lot, a lot for, the, for the wide receivers. You know, I keep saying, if you've if you got a tight end that can, that can catch the ball down the middle of the field, or, or open things up, you've got yourself something special. And that's, when you, and that's why you're starting to see a lot of – a lot of teams going to multiple tight end sets, and you got one guy that can, that can, that can run and block, you got one guy that can catch because they open up so much in the passing game because now you got to focus on him. We're going to be able to run the ball. We're going to be able to pass the ball. We're going to be able to kick the field goals. We're going to need to get good field position on pickoffs and a good field position on punt returns. We have to be able to do it all well to some degree if we're going to beat a, a top 10 team all the time, all the time. And we're going to have to pass the ball. And we have receivers, like I said, I don't think they can cover them one-on-one, but you have to be able to give them the pass protection. So everything has to gel together at one time. And if they're, they're figuring they're doing, everybody does their job, and we're, we're happy, we have a team that they're going to have to have trouble with. And the quarterback has to be confident, too. It does worry me if you were to throw, let's say, Jeff Sims in there because he hasn't been in the past two games, right? It's hard to build that momentum, build that confidence right, right. and flow going in. But Heinrich has to be the guy for me to start this game. Well, I think he is going to be the guy. I, mean, right. I think he needs to be the guy because Jeff is not 100%. And, 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 and it's one of those deals. That, and if you're not 100% in this game right here, there's too, many, too much season left to risk this game right here because this game is not going to make or break Nebraska season. And I hope I won't people understand that there's still a lot of more football game, one more games on this schedule. It'd be nice to win this one because now from the national side of things, people say, "Oh, this team is, is better than we thought it was." And then, take, and then the fans will start saying, "Hey, maybe this this this, this coaching staff know what they're doing." You know, so I, I just think it, it'll help if we win. But it's not the end of the season if they don't if they don't win this game. But I just think Heinrich, what he's doing right now, I think he's he's probably got it. Should be out there starting. 
Well, we want to show we're going in the right direction. You know, that, that's the, the big thing. Uh, we don't have to win it, but we, we can win it. And we need, to, we need to win all the games that we're supposed to win and win some of them they are not supposed to win. Right. And this one, they don't pick us to win, so it would be a good one to win. It would be a great confidence builder, not just for the, the team, but for the fans, uh, for the whole country to see that it can't be done like this. So we, have a, we never get a second chance to make that first impression. So I hope that we take that opportunity right now to make an impression and show, show the world that we are making progress, we are getting better, we're going in the right direction. And, 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 and another key, recruiting. Mm-hmm. If they go out and, and perform well and win this game now, the recruits are like, wait a minute, they, they got something going. Now I want to go play for them. They just beat number two Michigan with, with the first-year head coach. They'll be in the portal. Yeah. In the portal. So, so, I mean, so now, now recruiting even gets better. When you, when you knock off a number two team, yep. come on. I'm trying to think right now. When's the last big Nebraska upset Michigan State comes to mind on the game that Brandon Riley had that catch in the end zone where he kind of went out of bounds. Uh, well, can you guys remember a big upset in recent years? No, because they hadn't had me. Yeah. I don't think we had. <laughs> you got to have something Obsession. to remember them. <laughs> we haven't been winning for in recent yeah. years. I mean, yeah, I'm uh, trying, I'm trying I, I think, think Bo Pliny came in and got some maybe that you know that we weren't supposed to get. <laughs> yeah, I can't see if I can't yeah. think of one. Maybe maybe you consider well maybe the, the Ohio State thing, the Ohio State game when, um, a couple years ago, with um, we were down 24 to seven. They came back and won. Le- Levante David had some some great plays on defense, but other than that. I don't think there's been any that I can think of right now. The time is now. I know. It's time to give these Husker fans a little bit more hope because, honestly, this fan base hasn't really seen an upset in a while, and obviously Nebraska's been the underdog. But you you know what? I think, you know, just conversations that that I've had in the recent weeks and just one one I had today, one guy said, you know what? I'm liking what I'm seeing. So I think fans have hope because Mm – I think what Matt Rule is doing is not feeding anybody any BS. He's, he's telling, hey, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. We're not as good as we won two games, but we're not as bad as the two losses we have. But we're just going to keep getting better week in and week out. And I think fans like that because he's not feeding them false hope. And when you start feeding the fans false hope and you don't go out and perform, that's when all the criticisms start happening. So I think he's doing a great job with the media, with the fans, of not feeding them false hope. Well, to me, it's about winning. And we're going to coach to win. So I, 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 want to, I would like to see that he would be, get, you know, have it on his mind that we are going to continue to do what we're doing until we win. And hopefully we'll start winning soon consistently. But, you know, we, we can't uh, – it's hard to build a program if you're not winning because it's all about winning. Winning isn't everything, not everything. But here in Nebraska, we're ready to ride there with oxygen, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> It's pretty darn important. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> then you guys need to get a life if you ain't winning more than oxygen. <laughs> Give me oxygen before right, I win. Right up there with oxygen. You, it's you, rated, you can't win if you don't have any oxygen you know, in your body. It's right up there with oxygen. It's pretty important. <laughs> it's important but oxygen is more important. important. <laughs> I ain't going to put it up there, John. I know it's your, I know it's your favorite <laughs> saying, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, a, it's pretty good. Mm, yeah. Oh, no. Take my oxygen away from me. I'm well, gonna, a lot I of people, can't live by winning if I can't breathe. Well, if you can't win, you can't live. You get, every, you get, we're not betting on losers. We're not producing. Who wants to lose it? Whatever you're doing. Nobody wants to lose. Well, then you then nobody wants to stop breathing either. It's right up there with oxygen. No, I ain't going to Nice. Next nah. segment here. Uh, <laughs> we've talked about this before, though. I do want to go over the schedule again now that we've had mm-hmm. four games. Do you see four more wins for a bowl game? I'm not counting this Michigan game, but we're going to go through the list. You guys can go back and okay. forth. Yep, yep, yep. At Illinois. Yep. Yeah. Home against Northwestern. Yep. Yep. Home against Purdue. Yep. Yep. Oh wow. At Michigan. We play Michigan here. Or sorry, yeah, yeah, Michigan yeah. State. Michigan State. Um, yes, because of the turmoil they're going through right now. Yes. Okay, so four wins. Uh, Maryland at home. That's gonna be a tough one. That's gonna be a tough one. Maryland is a better football team than people think. I think I'm gonna say that's a toss up for me. Yes. <laughs> at Wisconsin. No. Maybe. <laughs> they hadn't won up there since, the, since they got into the Big Ten. No. It's, a, it's about time. Since Jesus mm. was a kid. Since yeah. Jesus was a kid. <laughs> or, or Moby Dick was a minnow. Uh, and then the last one, of course, at home against Iowa. Yes. Heck yeah. Yes. That's a heck yeah. From That's a heck yeah. We got to win now. We got we to gotta go into the next so season. So by my tabulation, you got to win eight games. 
I think we need to win all the no, games. No, I'm saying, but I'm saying, just based on I think, I think the eight games. No, I'll settle for six. But I, I want, I want, I want it all. Well, you count Michigan too. He said they're going to Oh, he said yes. Yeah. Oh, he said Michigan, yes. Yeah, he said yes to Michigan. Oh, well, yeah. So Mi- that's eight. Well, I, I think that we're a better team than Michigan. Really, I really, really do think we're a better team, and that we've had play, had, had more formidable competition up to date. But we've also had more turnovers yeah. that we beat ourselves. Now, when you got a team that you're playing and they beating on you, and you beating on you too. Then you're supposed to get beat. <laughs> you, you got two two teams beating on you. And, and, and my my prediction hadn't wavered from the start of the mm-hmm. season. Even when they were 0 2, I said Nebraska still has a chance of winning six games, and I think they will win six games. Right now that some of the other stuff that has happened, I think they can win more games because the teams that they're going to face aren't as good as I thought they're going to be. You know, I thought I was going to be a little bit better team, but them the way they've been playing the last. Three weeks, mm, I doubt they win. I don't know how they're going to win any more games. You know, then you look at Maryland. Maryland, to me, is, is, the, is, is the one that, that scares me more than anybody else because they are very talented. They have a really good quarterback. Mm. They have a lot of talent over there, and that coach has done a great job of getting their position, getting their, getting their team, the program to where they are right now. Well, I'm not worried about how good any of them are. I'm just worried, worrying about how good we are and how good we continue to be and that we're actually growing and that we play the best players, you know, at the, at the right times. And we call the right plays at the right time to give them the opportunity. Because whoever shows up just gets it. But it's I don't also, care how good, they, how good they are. But it's I mean. also about matchups. Football is, 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 is all well, about matchups. Well, we know the matchups. matchups yeah. Everybody in the Big Ten is pretty even. Anybody can beat you on a given and, day. And that's and, what we're getting we, at. It's about matchups. And, and, we can, and we can beat them, too. We can beat right. anybody that we come up against. I can't see why we can't beat them. So six games for both of you. This six is a games. successful season. Of course. Yeah. They're going to a bowl game. Yeah, we haven't been to a bowl game since the boy been a kid either. <laughs> <laughs> so how much do you credit that to Matt Rule and implementing this so quickly? We've seen other coaches in the past not get to where he's at. Obviously, we haven't seen the whole season if he wins six games. Well, but. I just think that what, what he's doing is that he's coming in and establishing his culture, what he wants, and he's, he's, he's coaching them. He's made, he's forced them to be right in practice. And Johnny's been down there, and he's and Johnny's even said that that he was actually stopped practice to make sure someone get it corrected instead of just going on about things. And I just think the players are, are believing because they're starting to see a different mindset, a different style of coaching, mm-hmm. a different attitude from the coaching staff to where they're starting to buy in. Now, have they, have they all bought in? Probably not, but I guarantee you, probably 80 90 percent of the team is bought in by now. Well, I did go down several times here now, and I've seen some pretty impressive individuals. It's just a matter of whether the individuals can come together as a team and play together at that time and implement the strategies under the pressure that they put, that they put them on uh, together because we have some great athletes individually. It's just a matter of pulling them together and our coaches. Don't leave our coaches out. It's not always a team. We've got to make sure our coaches are doing the right thing and his staff is doing what they're supposed to do and that the players believe in those coaches because the players believe in what they're asking them to do, they're going to be able to do it a little bit better. Right. Does this two and two start make you optimistic about year two with Matt Rule, given, of course, this is his first year, lots of new players, lots of freshmen? No, because it's, year two is a different deal. You know, I think the only thing I can lean on is that now he has a full year, full recruiting cycle, go out there and get the guys that fit his system, the guys that he truly wants. I think last year, coming in and trying to piece guys together, hold on to recruits that, that basically the last staff recruited. You know, there's some that stayed and some of them left. But I think this year, next year, you will start seeing the type of players that he truly wants to recruit. And that's where it's, it's going to change. Because everywhere he's been in college, year two is when you started seeing the, 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 the big jump. And, and I just believe that, that next year you probably you might see better. But we got to we we start right now. We got to build with this year. Because if you, if you don't have a good year this year, or finish high, then next year you're going to be in the same position. Yeah, we, we have to stick with now. You got to be good now. And we should theoretically always get better as time goes on. That should be always be a given. But the problem, the challenge is everybody else gets better too. <laughs> and they get with the mm-hmm. portal here right now. You can pull what your weaknesses right through the portal and get mm-hmm. them here right now. So you could build a really good team really, really quick. So you should always be getting better. It's always just how good can you be right now and that the players you got can work together. Because the thing is we just can't emphasize on any individual player that always has to be the team play, you know, but we have the nucleus because we have a good defense. 
we can hold the good teams down, you know. So we just have to methodically do our stuff in for you. We can average five yards a carry for our offensive line and start, you know, working in that direction and getting better as we go along. Right. I think year one holds more accolade now in college football because of the transfer portal era and just recruiting in general. I think it is really important for recruits on the outside and just players on the outside to see the foundation that Matt Rule is laying down right now. What that is, we don't quite know exactly, but where do you fall in the recruiting standpoint of him trying to get guys from Nebraska versus going out in the transfer portal? Well, I'm a firm believer that you gotta have, some, you gotta have high school players to develop. You just can't go out there and get the ones like junior, a bunch of junior college players because those guys are hit and miss. Guys who are in a transfer portal hit and miss. But at least high school players, you know what you're getting and you know you can develop them. And Dabo Sweeney said it the best that we're not going to deal in the transfer portal like everyone else. We're going to get high school kids and our job is to develop them to be the players that we want them to be. Other schools are in Florida State. They jump into the, the portal and look what they're doing. I mean, so it depends on – it's just your philosophy and, and how fast you want to get it done or how long you want to sustain it. And so I, I, I love that they're, they're, they're keeping the best players. They're going to keep trying to keep the best Nebraska high school players here because eventually you're going to have to start recruiting high school players to, to, to keep it going. Well, I'm all for growing players. I'd like to grow them too. But I'm also in for if I have a need, whether a junior college player or a portal player, that we can fill a need now. And if we have an opportunity to make it better now, then we should take advantage of our advantages. And with the NIL, we're paying people now. We expect performance, you know, now because it's not like before when you were working for food. <laughs> they can buy their own food here now. We expect you to give us some performance now, and we're buying players. We should get the best players to fill those holes and fill those gaps when we need them and to be a little bit better. And you can see it's easy to pick them out and see who, who's better than the ones you got to fill your weaknesses so you'll be strong. you got you got to always try to get a little bit stronger all the time. And now we have an advantage with the portal, so I think we should take advantage of those advantages when we feel we need to I think it comes down to a balance for sure you obviously need to fill those needs where where they need to be met but now you want to grow those guys too in state but going back to when you both played how important was that development and how did you see your own self develop over the four years that you were at Nebraska three years whatever it may have been but well, I think for Coach Osborne, that was, that was his big deal to it. We right. want to develop players. You know, there was no player that was expected to come in and play as a true freshman. There was always someone there to where you, at least you got an opportunity to sit back and learn the system because you are, you are coming in as a true freshman. You are coming in first time away from your family. You've got to get used to the college life. you got to get used to everything else. And, but I just think now with every, all these kids starting to – when these kids start leaving for the NFL early, that changed the game. And, and Coach Osborne always recruited junior college players. It wasn't like that he never recruited junior college players, but he knew that he, there was only so many he can go out and get to be able to manage them because junior college players in transfer, they, they all come with baggage. There's a reason why they went to junior college. There's a reason why they're in the transfer portal. There's, there's something there. You know, so but there, there's a good combination mixture there, but you just can't have too many of them. To be, and, 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 but high school players, you know what you're getting, so you watch those kids train and grow as years. And that's, that's no better thing than to watch the high school kid develop. Well, we had, um, we did, freshmen couldn't play when I played. And, uh, you know, I, I played as a sophomore. I think clearly I could have played as, as, a, as a freshman as well. So I, I believe in the freshmen playing and growing the players. Uh, but times have just changed. Times have changed a, a lot. Um, when, when the band, was, they had to grow the players because they'd take them out of school. And we got a lot of players over there. I had players on the team. And we had so many players, I didn't even know some, some, a bunch of players. And so all of them uh, definitely weren't qualified to be good players to come up and take it to the next level. Now you've been able to choose the players out of the portal that you can take you to the next level, that you know that you can feel that, you know, so you don't have to wait as long. You know, it's just more immediate because you can get the talent a little bit quicker. And, uh, but I do think that we want to get a, a solid guy out of high school. I want our kids in, in, in our state to figure that they can come here to Nebraska and there's a place for them uh, to be better. But it's, it's, it's on a higher level because better guys are coming all the time. It's not just the guys in the city you can get like you used to the, the recruiting. It's just kind of faster and I think even better than it was before. And the, rule, and the number one rule is that each year, you, they're going to recruit someone who's better than you, so you better make sure that you're doing everything that you can to make sure that, that whoever they recruit is going to be behind you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, talking to one homegrown Husker here for sure and then one 
came from Florida, of course, mm-hmm. but when you think back to committing to Nebraska, was there ever any waiver in your mind that you wouldn't go here? I feel like nowadays kids, like, they do really think about not going to Nebraska. I did not want really to go to Nebraska. I, I was looking to go. Nebraska hadn't won, like I said, since Jesus was a kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, was, it wasn't serious. I wanted to go to USC. I thought if I got to USC, then I could do all the things that I wanted to do because they had the most exposure. It wasn't until they gave me the, the commitment that I could play baseball and football. They would give me a scholarship in both and my opportunities to, mm-hmm. to be able to, to negotiate with the NFL and, and with national baseball. Uh, when I was a senior to get more money that it caught my attention to stay here and that they were going to recruit more players quality players than they ever did before and the opportunity to win so the opportunity to win and it was hard for me to lose because baseball was really my first sport at that time so to be able to play baseball and have the opportunity to play football when it was growing it just gave me more opportunities now and, and you know three years is not very much that's 36 months that's not very long uh, until you get to make some decisions I think you picked the right sport. I mean, you won a Heisman, so you did a good job well, there. Well, I can't go too bad. <laughs> no, no. But I got drafted to Dodgers out of high school. I mean, I could have got in. They didn't hit you. You don't have to get hit. <laughs> yeah, I had to learn how to take a hit. Yeah, throw that inside fastball. <laughs> yeah, talk about some chin music there. Okay, also some big news coming out of Nebraska Athletics today. I'm sure you all have seen it. Memorial Stadium, 100 years old, getting some renovations. $450 million going to be put in that stadium. Essentially, the South Stadium will be completely demolished, rebuilt. Sad part of it, though, the capacity at Memorial is going to be reduced 10 to 12%. So you're looking at a stadium with around 75,000 capacity. Nebraska right now, it's number 14 nationally for college football attendance and capacity. They'll probably move down to around 20. So not the biggest jump in the national rankings, but still a little bit lower capacity. What are your feelings on that when you saw that news? Well, I do know there's time for some changes. Yeah. You know, I think we went, I went down to a game a couple weeks ago, and my cell phone didn't even work in the, in the, in the stadium. And, and trust me, I know there's a way they can get cell phone service in a stadium. But they, so they, they got to invest in that first. The fan experience, but I just think I just think it. I never actually sat in one of those seats, and so just but just hearing people complain about how tight they are, and it's time. And if you if it causes you to lose seats, that's okay because people want to now. People want to be comfortable when they go to the game, not be sitting on top of each other. Well, our fans have been so faithful for so long. Uh, that they deserve to, 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 for things to be upgraded, to upgrade their experiences. They need to have all different type of concessions mm-hmm. that's available to them. It should be, when you come to a football game, it should be an experience. It should be an experience, and, and not just the winning, but everything should be like up, you know, top shelf mm-hmm. or whatever for the experience for them. For the cost of the ticket to the cost, transportation getting back and forth, people spend money on hotels. You don't want your bathrooms need to be clean. Everything needs to be superb. We want performance, uh, you know, for our fans, not just out of our fans. There's actually a petition going around to keep the trowels in Memorial Stadium. I don't think anyone's signing that, but. It is out there. Well, well, there's a way they can upgrade them. They are. They are. But, you know, I still still remember remember my freshman year being in in the north end zone locker room. We were dressed in the south, and all the freshmen, the freshman scout team dressed in the north locker room. And there are times you're going there, and you're sitting there, and you you have to take a, a number two. And you're sitting next to someone who's looking right at you. There's no walls and everything like that. So you're just sitting there looking, having a conversation as, you, as you're using the bathroom. And it's like, this is weird <laughs> shit here. <laughs> Literally, jeez. Uh-oh. You're going to get penalized yeah, for cussing. That's striking. <laughs> literally. Yeah. But literally, uh-huh. though. <laughs> so I'm like, wow. You could have said doo-doo. You could have said doo-doo. So yeah. Most of the time, I just, I just held it until I got home. <laughs> Another renovation, student section, they want to make in a better location than it is. Right now, it's kind of in that corner, a little awkward. Do you like they, that? They, they used to be in a better location. And, but I think if they truly want to get the Jessup student section, moving behind the visiting team. Mm, that's fair. Moving behind there, because that way, that way they can get, get rowdy over there. Put them to work. Put them to work, you know. <laughs> yeah. you know they, but they, used to, they got a job to but, do. But they used to be right there where the band is. They used to be there, and then all of them, they got some bright idea years ago. Oh, we can make more money off these seats. Let's move them up in the corner. Well, then now you start seeing the kids, and they're really not coming to the games anymore. But, but hopefully they can, they're doing things for the students. 
is what what I'm getting so for the student athletes, for the students, because they're, they're the ones that that's going to keep this keep this program, keep the thing going, and you have to do things that that keep students happy. Well, students are future ticket holders, season ticket holders. They come out there, they should they should be treated great. You know, they they are a fan club, and they can't should put them right behind uh, the, the 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 team, the opposing team, so they can create havoc, you know, all the time. They got work and things to do, and they put a lot of pride into it. So I think our program is so unique and prestigious that we should always do everything first class. Absolutely, I think that's the plan. So. August of 2026, that's the target date right now, meaning South Stadium will not be in use between the season of 2025 for sure, and mm -hmm. then maybe that next season as well. So it'll be even lower capacity for those seasons. But again, Johnny, mm. to your point, these fans deserve it, and I think they deserve the upgrade. And they've had the past whatever so many years with these you know, lower conditions for a high-class program. So I think it's, it's much overdue it's, for sure. It is time. It's time. And we can get some Wi-Fi to Tommy's phone. So you can tweet out stuff during Not the game. Not even Wi-Fi, just cell service. I mean, it, I, I get my own Wi-Fi. Just give me some cell service. Where are they doing all the money? Where, where's the money coming from? No, yeah. where are they doing the money they got? We should have done this a long time yeah. ago. Oh, yeah. I don't yeah, know where that went. Long, this long past. Maybe yeah. some coaching contracts, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do want to play a fun game before we get to the Q&A. So I have some Gen Z words, and I want mm. Johnny to guess them, because obviously there's some generational differences between us three on stage. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Is there? <laughs> yes, there yeah. is. So I wasn't going to say this I have a hard time remembering my name. Yeah. Hell, I, wasn't uh, even born, I wasn't even born when Johnny played. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And right. The last time a number two team came to Memorial Stadium, 2001, I was just one years old. One year old. In 2001? Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. <laughs> All right. So Is that a wow, question? That's, that's not a question. That makes me feel old. <laughs> you are, you too. Feel, I'm <laughs> All right. Game time. All right. First question, first word you have to identify. Tell me a definition or use it in a sentence. Lit. L-I-T. Lit. Lit up. We will lit, you know, lit up is like he got lit up. We tore that ass up. That's lit up. That's what you, but that's not the Gen Z version of it. I don't know. Lit means exciting. Yep. And then oh, Tommy okay. will translate for us. Great. It's exciting. Okay. Well, when you get your ass, oh, oh, that's exciting. Oh, no, this part is lit. No, no. That's quite exciting. No, but yeah. saying, we're talking about the Gen Z version oh, okay. of it, not the, not the Johnny Z. Rogers 1971 okay. version well, of it. Well, like I say, I'm outdated here. You know? yeah, I'm going to give you my version. That's, 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 that's the point. That's, that's, the that's point. why, okay. why they're giving it. But it's, yeah. it's like, hey, well, for this part is lit means it's fun, exciting. Yep. All right, next one. I don't know if you'll know, Tommy. I'll be impressed. Stan. S-T-A-N. You stand something. What does that mean? Stand. That like you put up, like you like, and then put up with it. Not no. Shit, I can't stand her, but I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said put up with her. <laughs> no. So stand in our Gen Z language means like I stand Johnny Rogers. I'm a big fan of Johnny Rogers. Oh, never heard that. Never All right, that that's language. okay. That don't make any sense. Mm -mm. See, Tommy doesn't even get it now. So yeah. we're, we're digging deep. Yeah. Are you standing up? What? Uh, just a stand. I'm a stand of Tommy Frazier. It's the same thing as fan. Yeah, like a fan. Yeah. Yeah, Johnny gets it now. Yeah. I get it, but the stand, that don't make sense. That doesn't make any sense. Hey, I don't make the rules. It's, it's too many, it's too many of these, these chemicals you put in y'all milks and food <laughs> when you've grown up with babies. Yeah, it wasn't our fault. Uh, next word, cap. C-A-P. That's cap. That's the, that's, cap means like the top shelf. Nope. I think. No. Second try. So I don't know what that means. Cap, cap that's cap. All? Cap it off and you can stop it? Mm-mm. Well, mess it again. If I say that's cap, what does that mean? If Johnny says the time is now, that's cap. What does that mean? Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, cap means that you're lying. Something that you're untruthful about. Ooh. That's cap. That's a lie. That didn't make sense to me, but yeah, okay. Yeah. That's why I'm not a Gen Z. Yeah, good. Exactly. All right, we got two more, and then we'll get to the questions okay. in the crowd. One of my personal favorites, Riz. R-I-Z-Z. -Z. Johnny Rogers has Riz. Style. All right. I would count that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Class. Charisma. Yep. Charisma. There you go. Charisma. All right, last one. Also could apply. Johnny Rogers has drip. What does drip mean? Drip. Come on, Johnny. You got to know this. I know this one because I got drip. 
You got drip. You got drip. I got drip. I got drip. Well, I got I got what Tommy got then. <laughs> <laughs> drip again, style, uh, fashion. Fashion. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can over that. Yeah. All right. Well, enough questions out of me. Fans in the crowd, we have any out here? We've got a microphone. If anyone has anything. There's our question guy. Come on, I know you got. I know you got questions. Have a question. Yes, 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 yes. My phone died on me. I was in the middle of of a pig farm and everything, cow farm. Sure, sure. And he was slopping the pigs. I, I was slopping the pigs and then in the cows. All right. So my question from last week was, you always talk about the foundation of Nebraska yep. and rule building that. Mm -hmm. What is so different about our foundation at the university? when say we're not we're not a winning program but you try to recruit an 18 19 year old where the generation is now win now compete now get paid now they want 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 how do you get players that i guess want to stick around for those four years and build the foundation well first of all our equivalent to building a house you can't build a house if your foundation is not sturdy. If, if, if the basement or the bottom floor is not sturdy. So knowing the culture of what's going on in college football, and you know what you want to do, you got to go out and find those guys who are in it with you for the long haul. Knowing that, hey, this is not going to be, but you are guys who want you here. And once you do that, then you can start putting the walls up on it. But you can't, you can't have anything that's going to last for a long time if your foundation is weak. How do you sell it? That's what the coaches said. You got, you got to give them hope. You got to get them to say, hey, you coming here is going to get us to start what, we, what we're trying to build here. You're you the guy that we need here to get it done. It's no different than what Bob DeVane did for Johnny. It's no different than what Coach Osborne did for me. It's no different than what coaches um, coaches doing all over, over the country. That you got to get guys that you truly want and believe that, hey, by you coming here, you're going to make a difference. You're going to, going to get everything started. And once you get three or four of those guys to believe in, that what you said, and you, now you're starting to see it work. Now, other guys are gonna start coming. How do you think Dion did it at, at Jackson State? His name? No, he got the best. No, he got the best player in college football to go to Jackson State over Florida State, Alabama. And once guys saw that, they was like, "Wait, I can go to Jackson State and be successful too. I don't need to go to all the Power Five schools to be successful." You got, you got, get, you got. It's a sales job, and and and, and once you sell what you want your founders to be, and you start and it starts showing is it working, and that's when everything else starts falling into place. Well, for me, there, <laughs> there was no way that I would have come to the University of Nebraska if Bob Devaney had not emphasized to me that he was bringing the type of players in that we could win now. Because I were not, I had to get busy now in order to, to secure my future. And I couldn't, I could, couldn't tell me how it's going to be all right because we're going to build for somebody else later. I got to know how it's going to work for me now, work for the players now, how we're going to get awards now, how we're going to win championships now. At least it's possible now. I cannot, as a, as a, as a teenager coming up, think about years down the road, I got to think about the, the two or three years that affect me. That I could be that that it could relate to to what I'm doing. So I don't have I can't understand your structure and your building the system and all that, other than the fact that you're going to put some guys together and we're able to win now as a team and this team is going to go and get drafted off into the NFL. Yeah, yeah, but John, yeah. Well, John, you say that and we'll foundation. Say that. That's it. But I guarantee. But he you, did it now. Yeah, but no, 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 he didn't do it now. Cause he did it now because you say he was here three or four years before you got here. And he realized that in those three or four years, he was setting nice and now I got to go out and get the players. I think my foundation now I got to get the players to push us over to him. But he didn't do that. His, his first year coaching wasn't with you. Well, I don't know what his first team coaching was, but when he came and got the players that we got, they were all about the now. Because they, but, they, what exactly. they were doing had not worked. But, but what were they doing the three years before prior to you? They weren't doing what they said they were going to do then. But they were building a foundation. They were getting things in place. And then when he figured out his foundation was where it needs to be, he said, now let me go get Johnny Rogers. Let me go get Rich Glover. Let me go get those guys now. I know it can, it can help us win football games. But I, everybody wants to win now. Fine, win now, win now, now. But you're not going to sustain it 
if that floor has a crack. Well, in we it. have a we have a portal. We have a lot of different things. With the NIM, we have different reasons now. It's faster now. You can there's do a, it quicker now. There's a reason why some coaches go to the portal. There's a reason why some coaches don't. It's all about your. I beliefs. think they all go. It's about they your don't, Some go more than others. No, 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 I don't think they. But if you don't have a sturdy, strong foundation, nothing's gonna last. I don't care if you go in the portal. Right. I don't care if you go here. You gotta have a foundation. You, you gotta get, have a culture. You know, over the yeah. last five, over the last twenty years, I, Nebraska football program hadn't had a culture, hadn't had leaders, and hadn't had a foundation because they changed I agree too much. with everything you're saying, and I think we can do it quicker than we've been doing it. I've been sitting around for twenty some odd years waiting for that foundation. Then tell them stop. <laughs> then, then tell them stop changing leadership. Tell them, tell them uh, that, that's saying, where it all starts. It all starts with you're going to take the steps to do what's necessary and I think, now. And, I, and, I think and the that, NIL and the poor people getting paid. Y'all keep saying the NIL, the NIL, and Nebraska's not paying the NIL like all other schools are paying it. That's, that's, let's just get that on the table. Yes, the NIL, but Nebraska's not paying the hundred thousand dollars or the million dollars to get guys here. Okay, so let's stop saying the NIL because there's a lot of schools that Nebraska want. But they get it, but they'll still pay more money. Nebraska's not gonna sell their soul to getting guys here for money. They want the right guys here, and that's how you build your foundation. You get the guys who want to be here, then you give them a little money. Okay, we we'll see how deal, it works, Tommy. But my whole deal with the NIL, <laughs> hey, we we'll see how it works. Well, we saw we, we saw how it wasn't working. Give this guy, give Coach Rule a chance to build his foundation, build his culture, and then in three years, then that's when you can say it's working. It didn't work. <laughs> and, and, guess what? And, and you're gonna be like, yes, I see the foundation. I see what he was building. Oh. I don't know how we follow that up, but does anyone else have another question? We got one back there. I'll get you that mic. How does that? You know, after the Colorado game, Matt Rule said that when you hire me, this is what you get. It might take us two years, three years to start winning. But now you're talking about the players that are under team, and you're using them as building blocks. And he's not concerned about winning with these players. He's Who? just using them as building. Matt Rule. No, no. He said, "When you hire me, you get what you got." And he and, he, and you get what he, he's he's not going out here and, and, and doing crazy stuff. He he has his belief on how right. he wants to do it, and that's I what do, he's doing. I want to know how does that make the players feel that are there now, and he's using them as building blocks, and he doesn't care if he wins with them or not. Well, he's using them to get the foundation well, started. Well, I, no, I think he cares if he wins with them. Now he could have did the whole Deion Sanders rule when he walked in and said, hey, "I'm bringing my Louis Vuitton, bring my own baggage, so if you guys will go find another place." Right. He didn't do that because he he saw that it was talent on his team. Right, but on the interview, it sounded you know, the way he came off was like these kids are building blocks. No, no, no. What you, what, what they, yes, they are because they, they're started the they're his first year. They're the foundation. They're the foundation of it. Okay. You know, he, you know, Dion basically said, "No, I'm building my own foundation. You guys get out of here." He said, "He, hey, I got players here. You guys are gonna be the first team that, that helps me build this place up." And and so he got to play what he has. Right. And so that's what he's doing. And quite frankly, I think he's getting a lot more out of the players that he has than in the last regime. Oh, I agree 100%. But I was just wondering what it was like from a player standpoint to where. No, these players on his team saw an opportunity for a change because these players were beat up. They didn't trust the head of the coaching staff, the previous coaching staff. They were, they were, a lot of them guys going to leave in a way. This guy's giving them fresh hope, fresh air. I agree with you. Good answer. Thank you. All right, well, I think that they may get hope and whatever, but I, I think Dion's in, intends on building a foundation as well. He just has another way of doing it. Right. Everybody has right. to have a foundation, but we all have to have the intentions of getting that foundation together as quickly as we can. And, 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 and now is always right. a good time. And there's no, there's no yeah. right, wrong way. It's how, what you believe in is going to make you be successful. And, there's, and Matt Rule just said, I'm going to stay the course. Dion said, no, you better get me now because next year, well, Dion's problem is he don't have any offensive defense alignment. And you just can't grow those up. You can't go in the portal and get those guys. Those are guys, those are special people. If you go out and get defense and offensive alignment in the portal, that means they're they're not very good. You can go get skilled players, but the offensive defense alignment, because Nebraska's tried that. And how many of the defensive alignment they get in the portal they have has worked out? Not very many. Well, time will tell, fellas. Time would tell. Three We're years, the next show. We'll find out. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Ethan will be here. Guys, any other questions I, I'll be here. I'll up? be here, too, if I have oxygen. <laughs> I don't know if we That's will. That's right. <laughs> you better start winning. Yes, you're right. You better start winning. Uh, win or lose, I'm still going to have oxygen. <laughs> Well, that's the thing about our fans. They've been here win or lose. Yeah. That's why they deserve all the amenities that they can get because they've been loyal fans, win or lose, through all the different coaches that we've been through. We've never had a problem selling tickets at the Nebraska right, football right. game. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Get them some recliner chairs in that stadium. <laughs> no, don't do that. Then they don't want to go home. <laughs> all right. Keys to the game before we wrap up. Well, I'm always going to say turnovers. If they turn, if they don't turn the ball over, it gives themselves a chance. And in every drive with a kick, defense slow the run game down, force them to have to throw the ball a little bit more than what they want to. Special teams, we got we got to kick field goals, we got to make big run, we have to have some big plays. You know, All, football is offense, defense, and special teams, and we need to put more emphasis on our special teams than we actually do. Absolutely. Any score predictions you guys want to throw out there? We're not doing that. Win by one point. Win by one point. Okay. Half a point to do. Yeah, half a point. Well, there's no half. There's no half. You I got to all cost. <laughs> win by one point. A win Just is a win. win. A win, win is a win. win. And, all right, guys. And, and now, right? And now. And oh, now. boy. Right. Time to wrap it up when Johnny starts saying now. <laughs> now. Time. now. time to wrap it up. Now. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Nebraska Thank versus you. Michigan. We'll see you next Thank you Thursday. Guys. Thank you guys for right. coming out. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>